Hello, everybody, and welcome to the sad result of your bad decisions. Praise the Lord for those bad decisions because you are now tuned in to the Trash Can Extravaganza. Today, I am joined with my boy, B-Boy Ant from Brothers of War. What's up, man? What's up with y'all? How you doing? I'm good. Just got off work. Mm. My home changed. Came straight over here. <laughs> that's the hustle right now. Well, that's good that you're working right now with all this COVID shit. I feel like... I, I work at a clinic. Oh, you do? Shout out Dignity Health. Oh, damn. He's a... Uh, what is it? First response? No. What the fuck do you call them? I'm going to call you a hero, I guess. Medical I office representative. Tight. Yeah. I'm just a fucking loser with a podcast. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... You're a b-boy um, from Sacramento, uh, uh, Brothers of War crew. How long have you been breaking, and like, how did you start get uh, doing that? Man, well, I didn't start till my sophomore year of high school. Okay. But like, I was always interested in breaking, like, ever since I was a little kid. Okay. So when I was eight years old, I used to try to do the spin rooney, like Booker T. Hell yeah! So <laughs> that was my first move. I mean, you know, you, you see me doing the rollback drill stop. So okay. That's where I got it from. But then I saw the show Dance 360, and I would always just watch that every day after school. You seen Dance 360? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the one with um, tag him in, tag him in. Yeah, Is that, yeah, yeah. that shit, dude. That was my shit. Yeah, <laughs> was like, I used to love that after school, and I would always just wait for the B boy. And I was like, some episodes wouldn't have one. I was they wouldn't like, have oh, one. Some episodes trash. Yeah, but, but there were some dope ones. I feel like Legacy was on one. Yeah, somebody like yeah. that was on there. But I know Keenan and Kel, uh, Kel was on there. He's like okay. the host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. But I used to watch that, and then. What else was there? You guys serve came out. You know, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. this, this is tight. But I never had anybody teach me. And mm. then I met, then I met Aaron. You know, Aaron. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, Aaron was breaking since like seventh grade. Okay. He was like the cool kid in school. He could break it all the dances and everything. And didn't nobody else break it at our school at all. Mm. I know of at least. You were at Wood Creek or where? I was at Center Center High School. Okay, okay. Yeah, but well, he, it was junior high at first. Okay. But I didn't know Aaron even knew how to break in seventh grade. I moved away, came back sophomore year, and this was hella good. So oh, okay. I'm like, bro, teach me, you know? So me and the homies just got in the garage and started laughing. Who was he learning from? Was he learning from June? No, he was a Lord's, uh, Lord's Gym. Oh, he was Lord's Gym. Okay. But, yeah, uh, right. He's learning from his older brother, Adrian. Yeah, yeah. And okay. Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid, Leroy, Chris Smith. Yeah, yeah. I see. Guys. Okay. And so then that's how you got involved with all them. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so Aaron was my first teacher. My that's first real right. teacher. And then uh, he was, Aaron was teaching me and the homies in the garage. And then. Mm. He just got to a point where he was like, I taught you guys all I can teach you. We got to go <laughs> learn some more. So we started just hitting lords. Mm. You have a very different style than um, Aaron. So I'm curious, like, how that how that came about. Because, like, looking at you two next to each other, I'd be like, oh, he didn't learn from him. You know I mean? Yeah, so, I mean, Aaron just taught us the basics, you know, six step, three step, what a top rock is, how to do on beat, how to invert. I can't invert, though. So. Him teaching me was actually really hard because he was like the flexible guy with the flow, and I was always like, mm. a stiff guy and had to create my own way. Mm. So I don't, I don't know how we just. That's I guess that's why we ran two on twos for a while so well because our styles were so mm. different. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You know, just, just like you and Vince. I mean, you yeah, guys I guess, styles are super different. He's, I guess Vince true. is the flexible guy. He's a flexible guy and the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, I'm the other guy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, and we learned from the same people, too, yeah. And my first crew was actually Forces of Breaking, F-O-B. Everyone wanted it to be F-O-B hella bad. Fuck. So we made it a crew called Forces of Breaking. It was like Fox. me, Aaron, I mean, Nate, Kevin, John Chow, 
Okay. But then John was our popper. So I was like, how are you going to have a crew called Forces of Breaking? We got one popper. <laughs> it was just so funny. He just needs to learn how to windmill and you just yeah. pop into but, a windmill. John was hella intelligent. Though. You know that one friend that knew everything about breaking but couldn't break? Like he, yeah, he yeah. can sit there and teach you everything about breaking, but yeah. just he didn't break himself. Yeah. And then Zebra started doing shows with us like crazy later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's tight. And so that was all through your like high school experience? Yeah, sophomore year started and just never stopped. I didn't, I didn't take it serious for a long time, though. I mean, I was just trying to get better. I still don't know if I take it serious. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as, as far as battle-wise, like, because I, 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 I sucked for a long time, you know? Mm-hmm. But literally, uh, as, as soon as everyone started teaching us, like, my second week of breaking, I entered a jam. That's I, I, I think that's a good streets. thing, though. Yeah. A lot of people were hating on me, but they were like, ah, oh, you should wait and get better and get experience. And, you know, when you whack out there, I'm just like... I actually think that's the cheat code to get better. Yeah, because I thought so, too. Because, like, a lot of breaking is, uh, like, doing it in front of people and, like, against somebody exactly. when the, like, when the, when it matters, you know? Mm-hmm. And so if you're just, like, practicing in a mirror by yourself and shit, like, there's only so far I think you can go. Yeah, and I feel it, like if you could break that habit real early, like, in your second week, dude, that's, I think that's dope. Yeah, so I ended up entering with uh, Denny Patrick. You know Patrick with the hand hops for how long? Uh, you're not talking about Pat, right? No, 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 no not, not secret, secret, uh, secret, secret sack, uh, legendary powerhead. Yeah, no, 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 this other guy from uh, Roseville. Okay. And then I entered again, like the next month, Peace to the Streets, Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim. It's like my first Where's month of breaking. I need to and Then talk we got smoked him. by Morris in June. So oh, okay. What year was that? Like, oh, nine. Okay, okay. Maybe. Oh, yeah, probably, oh, eight. Probably, oh, eight, actually. Mm. So were, was that like was that whole crew kind of like Brothers of War before Brothers of War? Nah, none of those guys are in Brothers of War. The only guys that are in Brothers of War are just me and Aaron. So okay. after that crew died out, um, it was just kind of me, Aaron, and Corey. Mm-hmm. He used to go by Method. Do you know Corey? I think so. White boy, real tall. He used to have hella flow. He was super yeah, slept I on. I, I wish he battled more. He only had one jam and he won it. <laughs> That's tight. And uh, what's it called? I forgot I was going with that. But yeah, us, it was just us three, and then for some reason in high school, me and Aaron started beefing, so we stopped being friends. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, like, like senior year. So Aaron just did his own thing, and then he mm-hmm. ended up, uh, when we were at Laura's gym, I don't know why, like, Flex Flav, I think you were in Flex at the time, but we always just portrayed as the bad guys and Legendary Steps of the kind scene, because you, you guys would show up to the scene, just run the show. <laughs> like, top eight tier, oh, seven of the teams are Flex and Legendary, Yeah, you know? We didn't play that well, I think. <laughs> but I mean, you guys were picking up everybody. It was like, yeah, takeover. It was literally a takeover. So I don't it, know. it was the Walmart takeover, though. You know, it's like <laughs> the we're gonna. Takeover. You know what it was? It was like take all the good people from all the crews around, and then it's like those crews either die or the another person gets good, and then you swoop them up, and that's like what that was the. Yeah. I feel like that's what Flex was doing. But, I mean, it was working. They, were, it, they yeah. became the best crew in the world, basically, to be. For, yeah, for a hot minute, it was the best crew in the world, for yeah, sure. That's cr- and that's crazy that they're, like, no one near as big now. Yeah. I mean, but uh, when I was, when we're in that phase of, like, we're out of forces of breaking, we're doing our own thing, trying to figure it out, I um, I held, like, underground flow. I wanted to go underground flow. Oh, that. yeah. And uh, I just wasn't cool with them like that, though. Mm. Like, when me and Aaron, like, before we started doing two-on-twos, like, we held, looked up to Marcus and Sam. Mm. We're like, let's try to be like those guys. Those those mm. two guys are a little bit older than us. They're making the semifinals. They're making the finals in these jams. Yeah, they're doing so, a lot. So we were trying to be like them, when we were because we weren't good yet. Mm-hmm. So we just, we just try to have a goal at least. That's good. But then goal. we ended up 
leaning more towards the flex way because we met Larry and all of them, and they, they were all just hella cool. Yeah. No, they I, swept up Aaron and Corey actually first, and then, uh, like I said, me and Aaron weren't even cool anymore. And okay. then, then we re- made, yeah. it, made it good, and then he was like, hey, come to flex, come to legendary, come mm. on. I okay. didn't have a crew, so I ended up just going over there. Yeah, and I think right when you guys got in Flex was, like, right when I left. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah. I don't know. That whole that whole situation is one, is something. I'm, ta- I'm talking, like, same week that, like, conversations of me getting in, everyone dipped, like, the day before. And I didn't even know. I got in, and then I found out, like, oh, like, 13 people just quit. Oh, man, I just came in at a weird time. It was, it, yeah, it was, it was always a weird time, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, just... I mean, it's just breaking drama, to be honest. But it's like, I feel like it was a good, it was a good chapter to be there. And then, you yeah, know. same for me. I mean, I learned a lot from Legendary and Flex. Yeah, from June and Abe and all those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I, I still talk to them once in a while too. I mean, like, I feel like they're pretty cool. Um, I actually want to get Abe and June on this podcast someday. Yeah, I don't know if they'd be willing to, but June's really cool. It'd be, he'd be a good person to pick his brain. Yeah, when I was living in Oakland, he was actually training a little bit with Flowmaster, man. Yeah, he's psyched. Um, so, um, so from there, uh, you were, you guys made Brothers of War, I think, after Flex. Yeah, after Flex. Right, and so then you guys just, I feel like you picked up all the people that were like, of your like age group and just kind of yeah. dominated the sack scene and I feel like you guys are like the sack scene now. Thanks. Know? I mean, we're like, what? What other big? I, I guess there's underground flow, but Fallen they're kind Kings. of like doing their thing. I just recently got into Fallen Kings too. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah. dope. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, Fallen Kings is kind of um, it, it's like a multi-city uh, crew at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you guys are the, the sack, the sack scene. Mm-hmm. Well, you know for a while, like after we uh, flex, it was a weird thing. How we got out of flex? The the reason we got out of flex was. They were doing this thing where it was like, hey, we're all going to get better for a year. No one entered any jams. Mm-hmm. And then me and Aaron entered a jam like that week. <laughs> <laughs> and then we won the jam, though. Yeah, but yeah. then they were like, hell, young us, and you guys are on crew probation. Oh, so we ended up just leaving. And yeah, then we didn't know what to enter as. So Aaron wanted to enter jams as Soldiers of War mm-hmm. at first. And I was like, Soldiers of War? Soldiers in War is kind of similar. Mm-hmm. You know? So I was like, we like brothers, so why don't we just enter as Brothers of War? And mm-hmm. then, so we ended up just rocking with that. So That's it was just right. me and him entering as that for a while. And then we picked up Paul and Subin. Mm-hmm. Paul and Subin. Yeah, yeah. It was perfect. We had two flow guys, two power guys. Yeah, yeah. And then we ended up picking up like a bunch of people after that. Mm-hmm. B Flav, Remedy, Kobe. You picked up all the free agents. <laughs> free agents, yeah. <laughs> you know? Dang, yeah, that's right. You guys you guys had you you were the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> picking up everyone hot. Oh. So that that's tight. Um I, I am a fan of your style, and I think because I really like the way you compose all your moves, your, your rounds, um, and so I really want to talk to you about like how uh, like h- how that creative process works. So can you maybe give me a little bit of background about how, how you make uh, your style? Man, I don't know. Really more so, it's like I learned from Peacemakers, and then it's like I took June's teachings and I kind of just combine them it was always like take the same move do it up top do it on the floor do it on your back do it mm. on the freeze do it on your head do it in the handstand so mm-hmm. I would always just take that concept and just try to make moves like and that's what I rock with and every time I go out it's like I try to meet all the check marks like I'm trying to hit top rocks at some point I'm trying mm-hmm. to hit forward at some point I'm trying to hit freezes power I'm trying to just check all the marks 
Like I, I am never gonna go out and throw a full power set, you know, mm-hmm. or a, a full flow set. I'm gonna have a power move in there, even if it's one baby, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to just check all the marks. But I mean, I don't really, I don't really have like a set uh, criteria. Is there a particular reason you wouldn't just just do one straight thing of like power or whatever? One, um, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you could. I mean, I could, but it'd probably be like, it'd be basic, like flare swipe, flare swipe, okay. one halo, one halo, you know? And I just don't feel like it's powerful enough to win around. Maybe a prelim, you know? Mm. Throw on a prelim. But <clears throat> I usually enter, I don't even, I, I didn't enter a lot of one-on-ones for a long. Usually it was two-on-twos mm. and three-on-threes. So yeah. I wasn't really focused on power. I would have had Subin or, mm-hmm. I, I usually had power on my team, so I don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like we're in an age where it's not like the the one guy is good at one thing anymore. It's kind of like you gotta be good at everything now, which I think I think that's cool. But I also I'm not against the the one guy good at one thing either because I, I mean I, I think it's just more variance to the scene. So when you have people like Little G that's doing air flares and drills on beat, it's like yeah. If you're doing, <laughs> to me, anything on beat, it's okay. Yeah, 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 for for sure. Yeah, I guess. So, what's your what's your thoughts on like uh, the idea of foundation? <clears throat> well, my main base. Oh yeah, I was about to say my main base is is gonna be the beat. I'm I'm gonna try to rock the beat, no okay. matter what. And I, I was heavily in- influenced by the all style scene because mm-hmm. like I like the music better. Like even when I train at the house, I'm not really training to breaks i usually train to trap music <laughs> dude, or, dude i do or too hip-hop, or hip-hop i don't yeah. usually train to break dancing music and at least not the modern stuff now i feel like the modern stuff now is like hype and it's good for the moment but if i listen to it all day i'm like not hype at all yeah to it. and then when it comes on at a jam I'm like yeah fuck this shit yeah i and i personally rather listen to some slower something you know mm-hmm. um something that you wouldn't even hear at a jam just even stuff like, like that super hip hop, I like the vibe too, like Method Man, Buster yeah, Rhymes, like some boom bap type of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I'm I'm usually in the trap music when, when I train. Yeah, no, I I love trap music actually. I feel like that's kind of hit or miss for some people, but like I think it's a it's a it's a good style of music that makes you like think. Yeah. When you when you dance, um, or maybe not think, but it it makes you focus more because you you it's not a style of music that you're traditionally would just like tune out and fucking it's a more aggressive vibe sometimes and i like that but mm-hmm. it's good for battles yeah yeah but and i, I like w- just songs with words you know usually b-boy battles are just instrumentals mm-hmm. all night you know yeah and it's like i gotta do my moves and hit the beats and stuff but it's like you can't pick pictures stuff mm-hmm. like that like it takes a total different area for me to to rock away from me you know yeah that's that is that's one point about um music nowadays with all the like produced break beats there's like no lyrics to them anymore and it like i feel like the lyricism of dancing was like huge for a long time and now it's just freaking gone yeah because even if you don't know the words that's still a layer of the music that you can still rock the rhythm of the words yeah exactly you know if you don't know the beat or if the beat's hella weird because sometimes the beat's hella weird and it's hard to catch (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah there is some very weird beats and but yeah no i mean I particularly, I think that when you listen to a song, going to any piece of the song, it, it has some merit to it, you know? Um, so whether you're going to the beat, whether you're going to like the lyrics, whether you're going to whatever, a horn or whatever, um, I think you can flow on that in different ways. I was actually talking to, to nobody um, yep. a couple days ago. Shout out Brandon. Yeah, Brandon. Oh, great house of dance. Uh, 
And he was saying that that's how he actually trains is he picks apart the song and he goes, okay, first layer is lyrics. How would I dance to this? Let me, let me just do a whole round of just hitting this stuff. Now what's the next layer? Okay. It's this horn pattern. All right. How does, how do I dance to that? And then he keep, he just goes down the line. What's the, what is the snare doing? Boom. Try to hit that. And then he'll use, um, if it's a pretty simple pattern, like a snare pattern and a kick pattern, he'll have his hand doing the snare and he'll have his leg doing, doing yeah. the, 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 the kick. And he just goes down the list of stuff, trying to do stuff like that. And um, uh -oh. so he'll go down the list and just try to do that. I'm like, that's a crazy way to train and really gain your, uh, All right. your, uh, <laughs> the mic won't really pick it up too much. Well, it's crazy too, like when you become a dancer, how you're, uh, you end up knowing how to break down a beat like that, because you're gonna hear so sounds in the song that other people don't like, don't even hear the little tick tick in the background or something, mm -hmm. you know, or the little zoom in, in the background. Yeah, there's a lot of little. I, so, I, even, I forgot your question. It's about foundation, but the, <laughs> the music is like dinner. What I base my foundation off of. Okay. And I, I credit that to entering all style jams for a good while. Like that's where I had most of my wins was entering all style battles. Hmm. I don't think I've ever entered. No, I entered one or two. I won one once. But yeah, I think that's probably it. That was a long ass time ago. I, I like it because they, I don't know. I, I just, I like it just because you get better music usually. It's funner music and you get more energy. That's another thing where entering like all styles battles compared to B-Boy battles. So you're going to get way more love at the all styles battles. Even if you're whack, they just show more love. And the B-Boys are, it's like, uh, no easy, no easy props type thing, you know. Mm. It's hard to, it's hard, hard to get props sometimes. I don't know why, but I guess the, the scene's kind of bearing away from that. Everyone's been being more friendly now. Mm -hmm. But for a while, it was really hard to get props. If you got an ooh and ah, you're like hell yeah, I just killed it. I think it's names that get more, <laughs> more oohs than ahs. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you have homies in the crowd, that's that always helps. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think it's like when there's someone who's known. Then the whole crowd is their homie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel you. Because I've seen some random ass people just kill it. And I'm just like, I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? That shit is crazy. And then no one else no is one's like, making eh. any noise. You know, know what I mean? It wasn't rocks right, though. Yeah. I'm like, uh, but he also just fucking, you know, backflipped on his face or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was crazy. I, I, honestly, uh, how you dress makes a difference, too. Like, That's if, true. If you're out there, no matter how tight you are, unfortunately, like if you're dressed whack, some people will hate on you. And they're not going to show you love just because. You're wearing Goodwill sweats and some Payless shoes. <laughs> I used to do that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? But people get hated on for that. I mean, but yeah. people are tight. I, I was at the All-Star Jam the other day, and there was just kids in sweats and stuff, getting no love, killing it. I think he made it to the finals. Shit, that's dope. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, what, what's your opinion about that? Like, do you think fashion should be, like, a part of the, um, like, the judging of, like, how someone dances? Because there's... Some OGs that I've talked to that'll say, yeah, it definitely does. And some people that'll be like, nah, it's definitely not. I'm going to say yes, only because no matter how much money you got, you, you can have style. You can whip up a nice fit. Like, you, mm -hmm. like I've hit thrift stores, man. I've, I've got cheap yeah. stuff. I found steals for a dollar, two dollars, five dollars. Mm -hmm. So you can't have an excuse of like, oh, I'm dressed whack because I can't afford it. Because you can afford it if you just go to the right places. Yeah. You can't go to the mall expecting to get a deal. You know? I think if it fits what you're doing, then I'm all for it. Yeah. You know, like I've seen some 
I've definitely seen some like just outfits that just don't make any sense. I'm like, eh, whatever. But yeah, because I mean, you can go out there in a Gucci fit and be hella whack. Yeah, you know, like I've seen it for sure. Like I guess one of the things I always think of is uh, Freakazoid. I saw him hella long ago. This was he was battling. I forget who it was, but this dude straight up came in with like a ripped shirt, um, with hella holes in it, and he had a black tutu on. And I thought it was the craziest looking thing ever, and it made him doper. Yeah. Like, when you looked at him, you thought he was, like, going to kill somebody. Yeah, yeah, he really grabbed your eye. Yeah, it, it just, I don't, I mean, it's like, it sounds like the craziest thing to wear, and you're definitely a crazy person for wearing yeah. it, but it's like, it fit perfectly with everything he was doing. And, and I was then like, he does a Lotus Air Flare to elbow spin on you. Y- exactly. And you're and like, what the hell just yeah, happened? I mean, to me, it was like war paint, seeing this, like, demon-looking dude walk in with a fucking tutu on. I was well, like, Because he probably was wearing war paint, too. Yeah, and, well, yeah, he would wear, like, some crazy makeup. <laughs> Up and shit too so but yeah when i saw that i was like dude this guy is fucking scary yeah looking, for real. and then you see the rest of his posse you're like damn that yeah he's got a giant mohawk i mean they, black. they were all about it so i i feel like if that's if that's if what you're doing if how you're dressing is like matching your character your style like it, it just serves to make you better yeah exactly um, and that's another thing too. If you if you feel good in your clothes, you, I feel like you're gonna rock better. You're gonna feel better. Mm-hmm. You're just gonna be more comfortable out there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean it's it it's it's a mental uh, check, I guess, on you because it uh, or like I guess it's a mental power for you because mm-hmm. you you feel good. So now you're not like uncomfortable when mm-hmm. you're dancing, right? And some people it doesn't matter, but like I I feel whack like before I go out if I don't like my fit them or sometimes you know if mm-hmm. i'm wearing some scrubs and i'm at the gym like man we're not tight today but <laughs> yeah not me. that's true yeah so um so i guess kind of back to that uh question like so f- in terms of like building your style like w- how do you how do you approach that i guess I, I mean you said music but like in I'm, terms of moves and stuff like how, how does that happen i'm always trying to create i, I think practice without music is important too Mm. And uh, solo practices as well. That, okay. To me, practicing by yourself is harder than anything. But yeah. to, to not watch footage and just practice with no music, it's going to be 100% creative practice. I used to do it with June all the time. Yeah, yeah. We would just sit there for like three hours and just create, create, create. So then when we do get to real practice, we have all this material to try train. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and now we could try to throw it on beat. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I do that all the time. I'll play. I'll play some music that's like just down tempo or whatever. It's nothing that's gonna like be crazy, um, and just try to make stuff up. And I'll just be by myself. So then when I can come and train with more people and it's hype or whatever, I can start throwing stuff. I have material to like practice. Yeah, exactly. You know? I hate that when you get to practice and you like forget all the material yeah. you just created. It's the worst. Do you ever write your stuff down? I write. Yeah, I do write down a lot of my stuff. Recently, no, it I works forgot for some, but it doesn't work for a lot. But I mean, the problem I have is I'll think of something and I'll go like, "Ooh, it's the dolphin, like uh, you know, Ninja Turtle yeah, flip yo, or something, something," and I'll write it. And then, like three weeks later, I read it and I'm like, "What? I think it's this dolphin fuck flip, is this shit, dude." <laughs> no, I feel yeah, I'm the same. I have all mine saved on like a Google document. I have like okay. twelve sets. Yeah, but I got. I got books like this just filled with shit. Yeah, so. Aaron too. Crazy yeah. notebooks. Just hell stuff. And it, I, I guarantee you if I read it, I'd be like, I don't know what half of this yeah, shit see, is. Yeah, see, I don't know. I, I tried it. It just, it just didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to really store and push everything. I'm really trying to push uh, 
the freestyle game, my freestyle yeah, game, yeah. as far as being able to just rock my moves whenever. Yeah, that's something I've been actually pushing too because what I found is like when I'm just so move based, like that's all I'm thinking about. And when you're thinking about moves, you're not thinking about music. And that's like a huge detriment to your dance. So what I've been trying to do is like, if there's a move I want to I wanna get down is just like, figure out some sort of combination that makes sense and just keep doing it over and over to every song. Don't even think about it. Just like literally throw the same round every time to different music and just keep doing it. And then once you feel good about that, just forget about the set and it's going to happen. Um, and so far that's been pretty successful for me. Um, but you know, you're also at a loss where if you actually forget the set, then just, yeah, that happens all the time too. You have a plan and you get out there, it's your turn, and you're like, I yeah. forgot the whole thing I was going to do. But I think the good thing about that is if you don't have a plan and you just make sure you're not panicking, you go, okay, well, I've literally been practicing this whole time without a plan. So let's just do exactly what I always do. Yeah, and exactly. then shit just happens. You know, maybe you'll repeat. I don't know. Yeah. But um, but that's how things get created and moments yeah. are made, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I've been, I've been really trying to focus more on doing that more. So. Um, I don't know. It's but, it's hard to do that. Yeah, I don't really have too, too much of a, a set foundation. I'm, I'm always trying to run everything I practice. I try to run all my moves, mm -hmm. especially like the, usually when I get to practice, the beginning of practice, I'm trying to run my power stuff just so okay. I don't get tired by the end of practice and I can't do it no more. Mm. You know? Um, do you ever just like freestyle and just fall into something and decide that that's going to be a move now? Oh, yeah. Okay. All the time. Yeah. All the time. That's the shit I do all. I feel like that's ninety percent of my moves. <laughs> it's just crashing, <laughs> make it into a move. I feel like that's a, that's most of breaking. I feel like I used to call my style flopping because it was a flop. It was a flow from a flop. Yeah, no, <laughs> same. So a lot of my stuff is like I'm a super transitional b-boy. If you look at all my moves, I feel like they're all like a bunch of dope transitions, but mm -hmm. with like. I don't usually have like a big exclamation mark in my sets, oh, you know, yeah, as yeah. far as moves. So it's a bunch of commas. <laughs> Sometimes that camera turns off. Um, yeah, so uh, you said transition. Um, you, you try to do different transitions. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, so because I can't, like, do a straight full crazy power set, it's going to be, like, two power moves to a flow to another power move you know mm -hmm. i'm gonna try to put something in between my my power uh-huh i see and well, a lot of my moves it's so it's so terrible like half my moves are one way half of them the other way so i usually have to flow transition and then get to the move the other way mm -hmm. so hmm yeah no that's that's interesting so you're kind of like training both both ways in a sense just out of like like uh, flares windmills halos are one way and then i got webs swipes and 90s the other way Okay. Wait, what's a web? I, I would oh. just call it a it's a tap mill. Oh, okay. I always call those what Germans or Well Storm Stab to tap, stab to tap, I call it a uh, tap mill. But then if you just do uh, straight head mills with taps, I call those Germans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stabbed I guess I don't know what I called those ones. Well I just, I just call them webs. Germans, I only call I them webs because they're called webs in the V Boy game. Oh the that old school uh PS PSP PS Vita? No, PSP, yeah. That was that game was tight. It was like Tony Hawk for um, for breaking. And freaking, I remember Benny just could do like 
a thousand nineties and it was just in, incredible. I was like, <laughs> just, oh, you're like just I forget what you do. Yeah. You just press the button and fucking keep going. And it's like, oh, he just did 20 nineties. And it's like, and then it's like, cool. You get 20 points. Like what? That motherfucker did 20 nineties though. <laughs> like, and, then and, you're, and you can still lose. Yeah. You'll still lose. Yeah. You're against like the crazy legs character. And then it's just like, uh, swipe, freeze. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I lost. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Fuck. <laughs> Even though you hit the 2090s. Yeah. It's reminds me of the MC Tricks guy, though. Execution. That's a lot of those jams <laughs> and stuff. That guy is crazy, dude. I, I love MC Tricks. He's that guy's. He makes breaking fun because <laughs> he's just such Hella a crazy hive. person. Yeah. Yeah. He, I don't know. He's like a. Um, who could you compare him to in like the celebrity scene? I feel like he's. Reminds me of somebody, some loud ass motherfucker. I don't know, but I, yeah, I Tiny don't Tim as a host. Tiny Tim as a host. <laughs> Same energy, you know. Yo, where where's Tiny Tim at? Like, so remember that video of the dude that jumps off the thing and like lands on his back? I thought that was Tiny Tim for like a week. That is. Is it? Oh, he jumps up and like he's on a like sidewalk and he starts doing his little thing. No, 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 no. The dude that was standing on top of like this. I don't know what it was. Oh, like, they were DJing and he jumps off to the to the splits? No, no, no. He just jumps and suicides on his back. Oh my you God. never seen that no. viral ass video? No. Oh, shit. I'm sure you have. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> it was like a couple weeks ago. Oh, I think the dude, I he just off. jumps like and splats on his oh, back. No, that's and then an keeps Asian breaking. dude. It's Asian dude. It, no, it's some black dude. Oh, and then man. he like does this crazy drill on his on his elbow. Oh, man. I don't know. I have to see it. Oh, it's fuck. I thought it was tiny. It was totally something Tiny Tim would do, and I seen that, and I was like, "Is that fucking Tiny Tim?" And then he, I don't know. Then he started breaking. I was like, "Oh no, it's not Tiny Tim." But it's too organized. Yeah, he, it was a little too organizing. <laughs> yeah, but he, I mean, the dude was dope. But I, it looked like some crazy shit that only Tiny Tim could pull off. Just jumping from the top thing. He, I, seriously, he fell down like twenty feet and just landed straight on his back. Oh, sounds and, terrible. Yeah, insane. I can't believe you haven't seen this. It's oh, been the fucking shit. You send it to me. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, anyways. So, back to um, your dancing. Um, can you take me through how you get into, like, a, when you step into, like, a circle? Like, say you're in a battle. Um, can you take me through, like, what's going on in your mind? What are you trying to, like, what are you trying to get your body to do? What are you trying to focus your, your mind on? I've never really got over the uh, the nerves of a battle either. Like, <clears throat> there's no other feeling like it. I feel mm-hmm. like I get up there, they call your name, you get up there, and I'm always just shit my pants, nervous. You know, mm. I've never just uh, it's it's super fun though. I mean, I, it'll always be the funnest thing ever. But just getting up there, I'm always I usually just stare at my opponent. I I don't like, I don't take my eyes off my opponent until I go out or he goes out. Mm. Pretty much the whole battle, um, and or my glasses come off because then I can't see anything. Mm. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't. I don't really have a like cipher wise. I'm really just trying to get in there before everybody else. I usually try to get in with a slide, okay, and then do a, like a quick footwork step and then get up and start my set. Just because I find myself always getting cut off trying to get to get into the cipher. So mm. usually when I see my chance, I'll slide in and then start my top rocks for a cipher. Okay. Okay. And so like when you're doing that, you're you're look you're you're paying attention to everybody else in the circle and like trying to beat them to get out there and then are you waiting for a specific song or is there a certain type of music you want to go uh, out to or you just doesn't matter to you no nah, I, I definitely i'm trying not to go out if i don't like the song i'm probably, probably not gonna go out 
But cipher etiquette wise, I just hate like trying to go out there and then like everyone's like on the cipher like yeah, hell aggressive. That. It's super annoying. But I don't. I I feel cool. like, those... like everyone wants to dance. I get it. But it's like if you if you want to dance, I better call somebody out on the cipher. Make yeah. it worth it. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, I hate those circles uh, where it's just like it feels like Shark just, Tank. You know, it's a Shark Tank. Yeah, just. Yeah, you want to jump out, and then all these little kids are just running around like, man, I'm 30. Like, come on. I'm Actually, I'm 33. I'm too old for this shit. Uh, but, yeah, it's just like all these little kids just jumping in and, like, freaking going for it. I'm like, hey, if you like this song that much, go for it. But I don't Battle-wise, if I like the song, I'm going to go first. I see. There, there's some people, like, if I don't know the song, I'm probably going to wait and try to get you to go out first. Mm. Just stare at you and... I try not to talk. I don't cock in battles. I don't do the cock thing. I usually I'll shoot you with a gun. Like that's my I go to. Mm. <laughs> but to me, the whole cock thing, I don't know. It's just weird. I, to me, it's a little not feminine, but we're dude on dudes. I think it's you know? funny, but it's so like everybody knows it's gonna. Ha- it's like the most generic thing you can do. Yeah, uh. it's super generic to me. I just I don't know. I've never been a fan of the, the whole cock yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I think it's not. It 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 served its purpose and now it's kind of it's out. Yeah. Like if you're gonna do that, I feel like you need to do it in a like a more creative way. Yeah, exactly. You know, it gotta, was dope because of the creativeness of it back in the day, and now it's like not really, <laughs> it's not really a burn anymore. Yeah, it's kind of like, like, oh yeah, of course you whipped your dick out. Yeah. <laughs> Which is whack, and people do that, and it's like, bro, you're battling a little kid this battle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> hey, the police are standing right there. They're coming for you, dude. <laughs> yeah, don't be. <laughs> <laughs> don't be cocking little kids. Or like real. if you're battling a girl and you do it, it's just like yeah, I don't know. It's got a whole different meaning. Always got weird vibes from. I mean, it's literally called the cock. <laughs> it's like it doesn't have a great name. Or, or when the B girl cocks you, then it's like what is going or on? Or even the little kid. Obviously. Or the little kid. It's like, hey, dude, I'm I'm not gonna be a part of this. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Those no. are always the hardest people. Like if you if you get a kid or a girl, your first battle, that's always your hardest battle. Usually, they get so oh, much love. Yeah. That first battle, yeah, they're gonna. And nowadays, the little kids are like insane good. Like you don't know if they're gonna hit 50 90s against you. Well, there was a uh, Hmong jam last year. I don't know why I called it Hmong jam. It was Hmong New Year. I say that. Okay. So there was a bunch of Hmong people there. But there was this little um, a bunch of people from Japan came, like top notch B boys, okay. B boy Shadow, and uh, this dude mm. that does the move. He does a backflip to air chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. looks sick. But uh, they brought like four kids with them. They're all incredible head spins, two thousands, like. <laughs> So thankfully I didn't have to battle on them and get smoked. But. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the battle where you just go like, you got me. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to lose to the little kids today. You just gotta battle smart. Yeah. What? So actually, that, that's my main thing. I feel like, and that's why I learned a lot from Flex is battling smart and strategy. Yeah. I feel like I got a lot of wins. That I beat a lot of people that I shouldn't have beat uh-huh. just straight off of strategy and like knowing like this guy's a flare guy. I'm not gonna go out there and do flares today on this mm. battle. You know. Just, just doing stuff like that. Yeah, that's a good topic, actually, because in my opinion, I think um, battling um, is a little bit is different from dancing because um, battling takes a lot of uh, mental ability, I think, um, because you can be a great dancer and be terrible at battling. Yeah. Um, and you can be great at battling and be an OK dancer. In, in my opinion, I think battling is about like 60 percent mental game and like 40 percent dancing, I think. Mm. Uh, or physical i guess I, it's all dancing but you know um and then it's even different for ballers because some ballers are straight uh like uh, b-boys for example they're straight set b-boys mm-hmm. sets only like from start to finish they know what they're gonna do 
There's no freestyle. They might hit the beat at the very end with that last freeze. Mm -hmm. But that's going to be it. Yeah. No, I, I think battling, it's like something that, um, like, you need to really, because uh, there's just so many different ways it can go, right? So many different things that can get thrown. Who knows what's going to happen with the music? Like, who knows what your opponent is going to do? There's so many different variables in it. And, like, you need to know how to react to it. Yeah. And in my opinion, I think, like, Morris does it really well because he's, like, he's not afraid of anybody. You know what I mean? So yeah. when he goes into a circle, it's like. Man's been relevant for, like, 20 years. So. Yeah, yeah. He's doing exactly. something right. Yeah. Um, and so, like, he'll go in there and he's just like, I don't care what anybody else cares. I'm just going to do my thing and, and do it and so well see morris is like a he's one of those tick for tack people he's playing checkers with you mm. so the way i look at it is like if you do a move and morris thinks he can do it better he's gonna mm. do he's gonna do that move and do it better than you and i, wish, I hate you for this much because they'll do that at practice too <laughs> like he's trying to get on everybody at practice the whole time which yeah, he, yeah. he and that's why another reason why he's so good because he he's pushing it 100 like 90 percent, 100 percent the yeah. whole practice mm -hmm. man's going out he's he's going out yeah yeah boom yeah. boom boom yeah He's got that like 18 year old like uh spirit Stamina. yeah yeah i made the mistake of like coming to practice one day and being like i'm gonna get him today we'll smoke morris today <laughs> and i call him at the beginning of practice and i'll battle him for two whole hours oh yeah he won't give up and he won't give up yeah, yeah. that's just, why he's good that was my goal was just to make him quit and he's just he just didn't quit and i just i'm it's 11 o'clock at night and i'm just laying there yeah like oh my god yeah he won't why i do that that's there's one thing about morris he'll never give up like i yeah. mean he could be getting smoked too and he's just like nope you're gonna give you're gonna give up before me so i mean that's why i think he's he's so good is because it's just he's got that he's got the mental strength to like win battles yeah. you know what i mean and that's why i say like battling is such a different thing it's such a different beast than just straight you and know, uh, doing a showcase or something king's the same way Mm. trying to call out king at practice he'll usually battle you until you quit mm. i mean sometimes king can quit if he's too tired or if, if he feels like he smoked you but it's pretty rare mm. yeah so getting the train with uh since aaron's like stopped you know, being my partner for like the last five six years having king there and kobe and morris has been like super helpful that's dope yeah king I, i've been trying to get him on the podcast too he's uh releasing some music and stuff which he's been I, doing good. You his know, music he, is dope. Yeah, he's actually like, if it was whack, I would tell him. He's my homie. I'd be like, this, this track is whack. I'm not, I'm not feeling it. But a lot of his stuff's actually good. And Dude, quality. it slaps. And then he's uh, he's, he's got a new track with Nefta Pharaoh out. Uh -huh. King Wavy, y'all look him up. He's he's tight. It's my boy. Yeah. And I've been that's my smart partner now. That's my two on two partner. You know, mm. me and King have won hella jams together now. So. So do you guys have a lot of plans to like um. To, to you know hit the scene hard once it opens up and there's a lot of jams again and honestly no plans at all okay <laughs> I, I just like since uh covid I, I last two three weeks i haven't really been training but i'm about to get back on it hard i think myself i'm going to start pushing one-on-ones a lot more i usually okay. push the crew brothers of war and fallen kings and try to battle with everybody but i just you learn over the years you can't rely on people man yeah, everyone's busy everyone's got a schedule so I think I'm, I'm going to try to set up a little tour of jams myself for like yeah. a three-month span at like the middle or end of 2021 and just really push it. Yeah. That was kind of my uh, thought too. Uh, like I mean, well, I don't like – because I feel the same way. You can't uh, like trust anybody to like really like mm -hmm. bank your plans on that. So it's like you really got to make stuff for yourself. Um, and so – my thought was that I really want to take this show to like a lot of big jams. Like that's a good, 
that's a good reason for me to actually go and compete at them. So, um, like yeah, I, don't, I don't really if care you just too had much a, about competing, but had a microphone to the jams and then just yeah, on spot interviews, two three questions. That's solid. Yeah, no, I, I want to do that, but I also I also want to do like full on things with people, especially like that are, you know, in other countries or other states oh, yeah, and stuff. For sure. So, you know, my thought was that I just go to a big jam, compete at it, get some people in or whatever. So. I'm, I'm going to try to do the same thing, make a tour of different jams to go to yeah. so that I can have a good reason to like bring all my shit and get some more stuff. I've racked up a bunch of points on my credit card, so. Oh, yeah. I've, I've got I've got a couple of flights I can use for some jams. Yeah, I got a bunch. Of, <laughs> I fly a lot for work, so I end up getting a lot of points. So I'm like trying to uh, get out to some places. So. And UDEF has it set up all the time. Like top eight gets paid, top 16 gets paid. Like, Does UDEF even exist anymore, though? Because what's it called? They do. I saw uh, Chris Wright, Cross uh, One, posting about it the other day. Okay, cause uh, uh, cause that used to be Steve Graham's thing, and he's out. Oh, no more Silverback, which yeah. was a huge thing, man. I, I hate yeah. that they got ruined, but yeah. What do you think about? That's only, I mean, one, that's only one man. There's a yeah. bunch of there's there's millions of people out there that are down to sponsor breaking, especially breaking in the Olympics now. So yeah. people are gonna get pulled in. Yeah. Investors, whatever. I, I don't know all the, the the story behind all that stuff that happened, but it just seems like a damn shame to me. Yeah. I mean like they I think they were saying that he's like he was uh like um avoiding taxes or something. Yeah, like avoiding that. taxes or something like but And throwing it to like, the B boys though. Of course like if you're like a millionaire, of course you're avoiding taxes. Like Yeah. <laughs> like if they're, you were a millionaire, all, would you be avoiding taxes? I sure in the fuck would be. <laughs> and so I mean I don't think he was doing it illegally or anything, so I don't know. And and I don't even know if he was doing it to begin with, so I don't know. If that's just some shit that rich people do anyway. Yeah. So uh, I forgot who the be like Peter Pan was the guy yeah. that was pushing the issue. Okay, yeah, I don't. I feel like I remember him from back in the day, and he was like this really crazy conspiracy theory dude. Yeah, I don't know who it is, but yeah. I know that he was getting a lot of hate from the whole scene, which yeah. is kind of deserving. You you ruined it. A big payday for b-boys that yeah. were making a living off this thing it sounds like it was deeper than that though because it sounds like he was probably getting a lot of hate even before peter pan came out oh, yeah, just I'm because sure. it was like i think what he, his statement was basically steve steve graham's statement was basically like no no one is thankful for this stuff so why would i do it and like he just bounced out of it so I'm which like, i yeah, understand i understand that too it's like i just hope uh it didn't make him hate breaking as a whole hope he's still yeah. breaking and likes it himself because he was like 55 learning, yeah he, learning he, breaking. he was he was still dope. i mean he used to break back in like the 80s i think and he quit for a long time did his financial thing and then got older and was like hey i want to do this again came back to the scene and was like oh shit this thing is dope i want to throw money into it yeah people are hella tight now you know, yeah different whole total different scene 20 years later yeah, no, 30 I, years later yeah no i met him once he was a pretty cool guy from from what i could see so I got no hate for the dot for the dude. Yeah, I wish. Yeah, I wish. I wish um, more. I th I wish more um, people that were influenced by hip hop at a young age that are like doing really well now came back and were like, "Hey, I want to give back to this scene." Yeah, you know, that would be great to see that. That'll be dope. Yeah, um, there's a bunch of celebrities too that used to break. Like, um, have you seen the videos of like Vin Diesel? Oh yeah, yeah. Vin or Diesel, like uh, Cuba Junior. Yeah, Cuba. He could do a ninety. He did a ninety in that one movie actually. Um, uh, I saw him do windmills in it. Jerry Maguire, he did a 90. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, never, I don't even 
even know if I've seen Jerry Maguire. I know the movie, though. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I know he was, like, a backup dancer for Lionel Richie yep, yep. at, like, the Olympics. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, and then what's his name? Carlton from... Um, Will Smith and uh, Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince, yeah. He used to break. He had, a like, a... Alfonso. Yeah, I forget his whole name, yeah. But he had a whole... He was selling... <laughs> this dude was selling, like, terrible cardboard, like... Uh, uh, oh no! I saw that as a kid on uh, Mr. Rogers, right, or something like that. No, oh, that was another kid. But wow. yeah, no, th- yeah, Mr. Rogers had B boys on his show too. But um, uh, uh, Carlton had this commercial on TV where he was selling like literally it's just a fucking cardboard <laughs> box, box that you fold out. And you and get, like, like a DVD. It's a it's a high quality premium cardboard like <laughs> dance uh, pad or something. It's, it was so I, I, stupid. I saw that. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was he was uh, taking money from people. So <laughs> yeah, so but, the opposite of what we want. But no, I mean, I think that's tight. I think that's that's tight. That but he was on he was on the come up, you know, at the time. Yeah, no, still I mean, kid, he, so. that was way before. Yeah, he was like probably I don't know, thirteen or something. Yeah, yeah, so that was probably more his parents than him. Yeah, I I don't even think he was. I think he was just a kid that could break, and then they were like. Yo, we want to we want to uh, make money off this shit. So hey, let's get that guy who's like kind of popular yeah. who can break be on this commercial. I, I doubt he was doing anything malicious. Yeah, he probably got paid to do it. Yeah, I mean, fuck it, why not? <laughs> yeah, if you pay me enough, I'll try to sell some cardboard yeah. too. I mean, that's what I think. That's what Vin Diesel was doing in his like video too when he was breaking. You know who else breaks actually? Um, uh, uh, Russell Peters. Russell you know Peters. the um he's the uh, the comedian comedian yeah, 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 yeah. The, oh yeah Joe Coy hurt, too yeah Joe Coy yeah Joe Coy is friends with like um all the full force guys Ronnie and all the Jabberwockies yeah 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 um but yeah no Russell Peters like I seen him break he's actually kind of tight <laughs> really I never yeah seen Russell Peters break that's crazy he's, it's all funny because when I was uh my first crew forces breaking FOB uh-huh. we used to watch Russell Peters all the time mm-hmm. have you seen that one that belay yeah. that one I love that one <laughs> dude he's funny he's a he's a funny guy yeah I, I, like I knew him already for his comedy and then when I saw him break I was like holy shit this dude can break yeah. like that's kind of tight same thing with Common um, you know the oh, rapper yeah, yeah, yeah he I, can I break too Common can break that's probably why he's bald can't hit that ball spot yeah just push it he's back. got clean ass windows oh yeah yeah um, I got a ball spot coming right soon yeah my ball spot is pretty wrecked it's uh i feel like, yeah if you don't have a ball spot you're not if a you're a b-boy or b girl welcome you're gonna get a ball spot yeah what's crazy to me is when i see these like asian kids doing headspins and stuff and they get up i'm like this fool's got perfect hair yeah. oh know? yeah it's i'm like what the heck it's hair plugs or something yeah it's ridiculous rogaine from age 10 <laughs> I doubt Rogaine works. I think my brother was using Rogaine for a minute. No, no, I saw Vince. He he was posting this thing. It was for Hims. I know because he sent me. Oh, thing. okay. Got me a discount on it. I was like, I'll try it. Okay. Did it work? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but Hims, if you want to sponsor this podcast, hit me up. That shit works for real. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be, to be real, though, I wasn't pushing it like every single day like you're supposed to. So. If I was, who knows, you know. Perfect. But, but Vince said it worked. I mean, I mean until they sponsor he, he, this shit, fuck them. <laughs> no. Well, if you've watched, he made a whole video cinema thing on it about it. Like, he yeah. did it for six months straight, and he was, like, watching the progress on his bald spot. <laughs> <laughs> did it work? I, I, I didn't see the video, so I guess Vince, it Vince says it works. Okay. So. Well, he's your twin, so I'll take his word for it. He lies. <laughs> <laughs> I lie, so he's a liar. <laughs> um... Dope. Uh, so we're hitting 47 minutes right now. Um, I want right. to talk to you a little bit about um, your 
your crew and like what that means to you. Because um, I, I think of Brothers of War as like, you know, like a, you know, a tightly knit group. Um, and I really like the way you guys have like kind of uh, gained this, you know, real brotherhood among you guys. At least that's what it seems from an outside perspective. So what, what, I guess what does crew mean to you? And, and, and uh, yeah, uh, I mean, crew is, is supposed to be family. I mean, just family and friends. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I mean, some crews are just crews like, you know, they're not even friends like that. They don't kick it outside of breaking. I actually kick it with these guys outside of breaking. Like, okay. King is probably like one of my best friends. Aaron's one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. I just went to his house for dinner the other day. Okay. I mean, it has been a little hard because like Joe Remedy moved to Vegas. Subin mm. moved to LA. So some of us are a little spread out, but we still make sure we communicate. Mm. You know? So, so do you guys, have you guys been like planning to hit any like big jams in the future? Like as a crew or is that kind of like know, a lot of people really doing their own thing? Okay. Yeah. So that's why I was saying I'm really trying to push this solo thing. Solo thing, yeah. But uh, I really want to do a, a battle with Subin. Subin's really good, and he hasn't really done any battles in a while. Is he so in Vegas? I, yeah. No, he's in L- L.A. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a minute. So. Pushing all, a bunch of content with Beatrix all the time. Okay, Seems yeah. like at least in, he's like a professional barber now. Oh, really? Out the okay. garage, but. <laughs> he's a garage barber. Wait, hey, he, he, he hey Subin, I need a haircut. <laughs> Uh, that's tight. No, um, yeah, I've just always, I've always thought that Brothers of War was a really good example of a crew, um, and you know, I, I feel like, you know, more people should see you guys. You know, I, I mean, obviously, like in, in this area, you guys have a name, but it, I'd love to see you guys go out to like New York or something and I just know, like man, cause same. havoc and just people just know you guys. Hard to get everybody on the same page, and, yeah. and a lot of it's money, you know. It's yeah. It's like, hey man, save up a thousand dollars, just go on a trip. It's all you know. Yeah. But it's it's hard. Like I mean, with my crew, it's second nature. Like, literally, none of them really battle anymore, except for Chai and Low once in a while. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of you know, on their own thing. And and then sometimes I'll battle once in a while. But it's like if we decided to do a crew jam, I guarantee it wouldn't happen. Yeah, because <laughs> it fall apart at the last week. It, it definitely fall apart. Yeah. Um, so, but you know that that's just I guess what comes with like. As you're getting older, like people just kind of get out of the scene. Um, that's what I'm you know, they get other stuff to do. With and now that I'm getting older too, I, I really like. I love my crew. I pretty much battle with everybody. I, mm-hmm. I really needed to do. Uh, we have this guy named Zeph. He lives in San Jose. I oh need, yeah, I, I need to do a two on two with him. But I want to just start battling with other people. Like I want to. I want to get about a jamming with you before we get old. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. Jamming with Morris, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I would like to battle with Filthy. I've always been a big Filthy fan. Yeah, I don't know where he's at, but yeah, he's. I think he's, he's back dope. in Zach. Oh, is he? Okay. But yeah, I'm just trying to battle with all these guys that now I look up to before we all get old and we're all in our 40s. Mm, yeah, yeah. And and before the scene like starts really changing like crazy. Um, what do you think about the, the current scene right now? Well, for a minute there, the b-boy scene was like all the way dead. There was no jams at all. Yeah. And then, yeah. But it's, it's coming back. I mean... <clears throat> Shout out to Moses One, Skills Over Hype. He's been throwing jams, like push, really pushing jams. Mm-hmm. Now that like COVID was starting to settle, now it's COVID's getting strict again. So mm-hmm. I don't know if he's gonna keep pushing it, but he's even got a jam this Friday. He's yeah. got, uh, I think Brandon's got one on New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, the scene's coming back. The All Star scene is sick. There was a jam in uh, UC Davis in like January. Okay. There was like 85 entries, All Styles battle. Damn. <laughs> but I mean, there was like probably like 200 people there. Yeah. Every single one enters. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's crazy when when you start seeing these jams that have like so many people entering. It's like 
it's almost like you need to have two jams at a, at a certain point, you know? Mm. Um, I know there wasn't that many jams just at the beginning of this year. I want, I, want a, I want a good amount of jams this year, though. We're good. This is, I think this is the most jams I've won in a, in a long in a time. Long okay. Yeah. It's probably the least jams I've won. Because <laughs> I haven't <laughs> been hearing anything. That, yeah, that's a big difference. I got a perfect record this year. <laughs> I, I think I won five jams this year, dude. Oh, that's sick. I don't know. Yeah. No. I probably haven't won that many jams since like 2006 or seven, maybe. That's been oh, a yeah. long ass time. Yeah. Yeah, same. I haven't won that money since like 2012. Yeah, <laughs> since I was with Aaron. Me and Aaron went on a good little like streak. For yeah, a I remember. Yeah, you guys are on it. Me and Vince were gonna. St- me and Rodney were on one for for a minute, and then me and Vince were gonna start doing it, and then he got kind of busy with his YouTube thing. Rodney is always calling me your name. Is he really? Oh. <laughs> he thinks I'm Kurt all the time. I'm just like, I don't even, we don't even look that much alike. We have beards. So. We're a little light complected, but. Yeah, I don't know. Rodney's crazy. That's why. I love Rodney, though. Yeah, he's. He was so slept on back in the day. He was so good. I wish he would have really blew up. Boy. He was like your times Tiny Tim. But like. Uh, yeah. Even with, well, with air power. He was. Uh, damn, I don't. Yeah. I mean, he can still kind of get down, but. Um, not to the extent that he used to. Yeah, I mean to, but that's a high level of Reagan. He was so good back in early two thousands. Yeah. When I met time. him, he already had hella air flares. Um, he was just—he was like sixteen or something. Uh, can you air flare? I can. I had three air flares for a minute, and then I kept busting my shoulder. I can probably do one right now, maybe two, but I don't know. Never had an air flare, man. Gotta get it before I hit, get old. I never really trained it though. That's another thing. I, don't really I could do like two elbow flares, but okay. never had a flare. I mean, that's, you know, that's pretty good right there. Like, because it's not, well, yeah, air flare is different from elbow air flare, but it's not that different where I don't think you'd be able to figure just, it out. I just keep telling myself it's a swipe with no touching your feet. You know? It's a swipe mixed with a flare, mixed with like almost a 90, almost. You know what I mean? And like kind of a halo. That's my issue. I keep like, going to a 90 on accident yeah 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 that means you're just probably going a little bit too high but yeah i mean you just gotta it's really not being scared of it like once you're not once you fall and you go oh that wasn't that bad like you get over it and then you could probably do one pretty easily that day the the second one takes a little while because you got to be able to catch it like pretty perfectly and reset be able to keep going which that took me a long time out to figure out and then i kept busting my i bust this shoulder and lost them then i got them again and then i busted this shoulder and lost them and i don't know haven't really tried getting them back i could probably hit one right now but i don't know it's a a lot, a lot of power moves i've just kind of stopped because it's like it's hard on your body it's hard on the body yeah um yeah, i don't know you know we're getting old <laughs> it's yeah we're all brittle now i'm not i guess i'm not against trying to get it back but i think i need a uh get my physical fitness up a lot more it's, to like it's not a move that, that you need to, to to win that that's true yeah i mean it's more of a want <laughs> yeah it is it's a it's a want not a need i think i mean really the only need is to have like a style that you're really really committed to i think like you yeah. don't really need moves i mean even then like because for a long time since i was entering all-star battles like i hated on a lot because i was the b-boy yeah. but i'm like i'd, I'd get a far out win though uh-huh. so and everyone was pushing me to learn a different style, but I'm just like, have you watched Naruto at all? No, I haven't. Nah. But basically, there's like different types of styles, you know? Okay. And there's this one guy, instead of learning all those styles, he learns his style. Like, he just like, he doesn't have any powers. Okay. He learns straight hands, you know? Okay. And he gets all raw at it. 
It's called Taijutsu. Okay. Shout out to Rock Lee. That's his name. But okay. that's pretty much how I look at my style. It's like instead of learning all these other styles, why don't I just master my style so I can do it in whatever world? I could do it against a crumper or a b-boy to whatever music. Is that the dude with the bowl cut? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, everyone's trying to teach him other stuff in the show, but he can't learn anything else, so he just masters his style. Yeah, and know? he just gets hella tight at that. Yeah, that's tight. Yeah, I mean that that's that's breaking. Yeah, and so that's how I try to look at myself. Yeah. No, I think that's good. So what? I guess what would you call your style? If you had a name for it. Uh, I'd probably just call it that Taijutsu. Taijutsu. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that means, but. Well, for a while, everyone was saying I look like Thesis, which is like. Look like him as like far as like I, bre I break like him. I, oh. I, I think I oh. think that's what it was too because the same thing with me getting looks like you. I'm like complected, mm -hmm. I'm skinny, I have same skin tone as thesis, so maybe that's why. And then I was getting compared to Rockstride a lot, but I watched the footage mm -hmm. lots to literally make sure I don't do none of their moves, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't say I well, okay, I could see maybe a s small correlation where you guys. All, all three of you guys have very like intricate, like small movement and lots of movement um, stacked onto each other. And in that sense, yeah, it's maybe that that's the type of similar. But in terms of the way it looks, I don't think it looks anything like yeah, either right. of them. But I guess in concept, yeah, maybe maybe a little bit just because. I, but I think it's, I think that's a very. Because I, I use that same concept myself, so I, I don't think it's an uncommon thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, to have lots of small moves stacked onto each other mm -hmm. um, rather than just... And that's how we have to approach it when we have to go against these big-name b-boys with the big moves. I'm going to throw mm -hmm. you with... I'm going to hit you with a bunch of little punches instead of a KO type thing. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I... I always called it like a flow up instead of a blow up. Yeah, you, you oh, yeah. you're like building up all this stuff, and so then when you hit your little your little shitty elbow freeze at the end, it's like <laughs> a really big move, but it was just a shitty elbow freeze, yeah. you know. It's just why I did that elbow freeze. I did like a thread tap tap or something. Yeah, 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 like, exactly. So I mean, there's a lot of uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot going on in it, you know. I mean, one of the details. things the, one of the things I've always tried to do when I break is an and I guess maybe to explain it is I could point to Dizzy because when I was young, when I first started breaking, probably like 16, 15 years old or something, I seen Dizzy breaking and he did this weird little like, I don't know, his mo his legs were kind of, he was just doing like some footwork and he just kind of like kicked his leg up and did something weird and it just looked like he was floating. And I don't know if it was just the angle from it, from the video or what, but I watched him do that move like 50 times and i was like i don't understand what the hell he's doing and like it just blew my mind and i was like i want to i want everybody who sees me break to think get like that, that same to, to, to be like like it, they had to re-watch it multiple times and be like holy shit what is this guy doing you know like you want to cheer but you also want to figure out what it was it's a puzzle you yeah. know and so I, I i really like that and so when i saw him do that um i think what i think what i ended up seeing is footage from the other side uh uh of that move that same move and i realized he just did a little kick into a cc and i was like fuck dude it's just a basic <laughs> move but it blew my mind all style yeah yeah and so it just it told me that it doesn't matter the move it matters like how you swing it your way mm -hmm. and if you focus on doing that you'll have a dope style because i really loved 
you know, Dizzy style from like the two, 2000. Yeah, no, he's so unique compared to everybody. Yeah, he just really stood out and is because he looked like he was floating, you mm-hmm. know, and so I just love that. And With those crazy legs just. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. And so he was just floating around and yeah, I don't know. So that's that's kind of what I try to do. And so the goal is to like surprise you with whatever I can put in there, you know, so. Yeah, same. I'm trying to be spontaneous. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But also organized. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's hard to do because yeah, you're you're organizing your moves, but you also want it to like, like, uh, just come out of nowhere. Yeah, too. look random. Yeah, it's look unplanned. Yeah, look unplanned, and and that's I guess that goes back to what I was talking about before, where you make a really dope sequence of moves, train it so much that it's just like your reaction, mm-hmm. and then you just forget about it, you know, and then it, it just happens, like almost like you train, um like in boxing or something or fighting and someone like strikes you and you block and then immediately like throw a punch or a kick or something. It's like that kind of reaction Mm -hmm. is what I'd I'd like to accomplish with that. Yes. You know, my my creative process always came like pretty easy for me, but then it's Mm. like the applying part as far as like getting out there and not forgetting. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I really like entering battles like crazy just to really train being comfortable. I feel like that's Mm. the hardest part to me. For me, the hardest part was being comfortable, Mm. but now I'm super comfortable. Like when I battle, like I'm not stressing as much anymore. I'm not overthinking. Yeah. I more get the nerves when my name is called, but once I get up there and get out there, it's like, yeah. All right. Well, no, yeah. I I feel that, that I, I'm probably similar in the sense, like the creation process for me is easy. I just go, you know, it's easy for me to just sit down and just make up like 10 moves yeah you know in a row just in an hour or whatever but like turning that into like good battle material and then being comfortable with throwing it out in a battle that's a huge process for me like it takes i mean i have moves in that i i haven't thrown in a battle ever because because of that and i don't know how often i'm really going to be battling nowadays you get to the point to where it's like is this dope enough to use in a battle then you're like uh, this move's also kind of a 50-50 move, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, see, see, I'll get to the point where it's, like, a move that's, like, 90%, but I'm like, eh, I don't know, though, yeah. I don't uh, know if so I want to throw, throw it. You gotta throw them. You gotta just throw them. Yeah, you gotta... You, there is a little bit of just throw it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, if you even crash it, like, what's the big deal? What I mean, think? yeah, you're gonna lose the battle, but, I mean, whatever. Like, there's another battle It's just tomorrow. hard to... It's hard to throw those at the big jams. That's what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, throw those at the little jams or in the prelims. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, and that's... And that, I think, is the importance of entering, like, smaller jams, smaller mm-hmm. events, like, and just getting out there... To see what works. Seeing what works. You know, actually, what I used to do a lot um, back when I did um, Kings games and then I did Warriors games is whenever we would go and do, like, some kind of freestyle dance... I would just throw my new moves mm-hmm. and just see if I can get a reaction from the crowd or from the people I'm like doing the performance with, like just to see, just to throw it out there. Like, cause there's some pressure, there's enough pressure there that you got to perform it well, but. Yeah, cause if you mess up, it's a lot of people watching. Yeah, but, but also you don't have these like, you know, these like, I don't know, nitpicky ass b-boys like going like, oh, you didn't have your leg like this yeah. perfect way, but you know what I mean? It's easy to, like, I, I love doing the Kings game so much, dude. I yeah. did it for three seasons? Mm-hmm. Two seasons. This would have been my third season. Okay. But impressing a non-dance crowd is just so easy, you know? Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. and But but see, the, I think so that... It's not as much pressure. I think, but trying, like, little weird things and seeing if they would react to that... Yeah, I feel ...is, you. like, 
I, I think it means a lot because then it means I'm kind of onto something. You know, yeah. if I can get someone who doesn't know shit about breaking, but they actually were like, oh, that's like that was cool. tight, and it yeah. wasn't a power move. Yeah, exactly. So it means that I was onto something. So I just needed to take that, work with it a little bit more, and get it to be you know battle ready or whatever. And it gives you a lot of confidence in the move too. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of times you're just fucking messing around and flopping, and we're all looking for the oohs and ahs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's ultimately what a freaking judge is doing. Yeah. They're just doing, they're 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 like mm, points for this. That's just a ooh and a ah, really, mm. in, in in their mind. Yeah, I don't know. I think everybody, uh, everybody's out there trying to do too much like calculus with fucking judging and stuff. But it's ultimately they're just going, oh, that guy ooed me, I ooed and odd for that dude more than this one. Yeah. Um. Well, so. We're hitting an hour, so we should probably close the show up. I want to talk to you a little bit about um, um, your predictions for the future. Mm, as far as breaking? Yeah. In the hip-hop scene, the breaking scene, just overall dance scene. I would like I would like it to go to where, like, I really like how Nightwalkers is doing it as far as, like, we have a platform with with music. You know, music is our platform as dancers. Okay. So it would be dope if, like, uh, uh, if we get shows out to where the dancers are the headliners over the artists. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Or even like artists that are dancers. Like King King's in a perfect position because he's also a dancer. You know. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you just gotta put out your own product, and then also have the dance because we don't get paid enough. I feel. You know. Yeah. It's yeah. Compared to like a music artist. Yeah, definitely. And so I would like to see just different types of things and opportunities for us which it's it's a weird market though because yeah, it's hard like to sell. when you look at yeah it's hard to sell that's i think the thing is because like music it's like almost everybody loves music i mean at least they'll find some style of music that they like but just strictly breaking i don't know if, how easy that is to market to somebody i think a lot of people like it that's why you gotta market it with the music you yeah 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 it, it, it it's I think as it alone alone, I think it could easily be some kind of like new emerging sport or something. Um, but I don't know if we're quite set up for that yet, just because uh, like for it to be a sport like say like um, like mixed martial arts or something, there needs to be a fandom behind that, you know? Yeah. And so there's not really that I think yet. I mean, I guess Ooh, there yeah, is behind. BC one and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, it's it's B boys and B girls, I think. But we need some oh, our own people. Yeah, yeah, we it's our own people. Yeah, it's the same people that are going to the event no matter what. Yeah, you know, I feel like we need to also get other people out there, and I don't know how They're to get dancers. I don't know how to get them in, interested. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe with the Olympics, that'll help. Um, oh sure. You know, I'm all sure. the shows that are on TV with like the um, what is it, World of Dance and. Uh, so you think you can dance and stuff? I think those help too. Um, I just feel like if, because it, it, it's there's no there's not much of a middle gap. If those giant platforms and these little tiny jams just made a, a medium range of where like you win two grand at, at most at most jam if most jams won two grand, five grand, mm. ten grand, you know. Oh, that'd I see be, what you're that'd saying. Be, that'd be dope instead of just mm. one jam out of the whole year wins a million dollars like. That were yeah. you know, that's super hard and millions of people are gonna go it's gonna be way harder yeah that's true yeah no I, yeah i don't know how to fix that other than it's, it's not enough room for everybody to eat there's I, I feel like the 
banking on winning prizes is going to be a bad model to like uh, I guess make a living from breaking because you're going to have high times and, and, and that's times. why the silverback or UDEF or whatever was so dope because oh, yeah. even if you don't get in the first place you're still getting paid out like golf Yeah, all the way down to 16th 32nd place you're getting paid like, this is crazy mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah I don't know how their business model was to allow for that I mean maybe it was just that Steve Graham was just pumping hella money into mm -hmm. the thing and just you know giving it away or whatever Ross one we need the answers yeah, we need the answers, dude. <laughs> Give us the answers. But, yeah, no, I I, I think, yeah, the, somewhere in the model needs to be, like, prize money for sure, but also, like, money to be made just from being a dancer. Yeah, that's know, what Performing saying. or doing whatever. And, and that's what Nightwalkers is doing. So I went on tour with Nightwalkers. Okay. Uh, Brian Dang's uh, running that with uh, Zay uh, Ills is his name. Uh -huh. That's his dance name. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, Brian Dang is pushing Nightwalkers real tough. A bunch of dancers has been taking us on tour, setting us up with exhibitions in different uh, states. Oh, so you're just battling somebody? Yeah. So I, oh, I've been in like tight. two seasons now, three seasons. That's now. sick. So I've like battled people like Ali from Nepalese Zoo. Oh yeah, um, he's dope. Uh, these guys from Portland. We battled some guys in the Bay. We battled. Um, Zick from Uncomfortably Fresh. I battled him one-on-one oh, yeah, one in L.A. They just set us up with a bunch of exhibitions just to get us out there. That's tight. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. I I would love to see, like, a a, a league or something. You know, yeah. like a breaking league. Well, that's what Kobe was trying to get going but with break yeah. bread, but I don't know if he's going to keep pushing it or not. Yeah. Because... Oh, the, the light stopped flashing on the GoPro. Does that mean anything? Oh, that means it's dead. Um, which means we should probably end this. What I, what I was going to say was um that... I think a lot of people love the idea of sports teams. Um, and so something like where you're getting your super team together or whatever, and then to go against this other like team somewhere else, I think is really fun for people, you know, for the scene to see. Yeah. So I feel like if there was like a league that was kind of like that, you could have kind of the sports aspect to breaking and, I'm curious if that would somehow generate some money, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of le breaking leagues that people have tried to get started, yeah. but I feel like I don't think they're pulling revenue in like that. Yeah, it, it. I don't think, yeah. It's not set up like that because, again, I think you need a fandom behind and it. So you have a lot of b-boys that hate, too, like, because yeah, they're all like, oh, you guys are culture vultures or this is more of an art form. It shouldn't be a hmm. sport. But at the same time, it's yeah. like we all are competitive. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Well, we're we're in the stage of like if you look at mixed martial arts like when UFC first came around and they were just like whatever the fuck happens happens just you know, you have to keep it inside this cage and don't kill nobody. You yeah. know. That we're I think we're at that stage. Well, we actually no, we're before that stage cuz our UFC doesn't exist. Like UDEF kind of was maybe going to be that mm -hmm. or maybe bc1 has something that was going to be that but we just don't, we don't have that yet so we're just kind of in this wild west moment when now we're coming into like the olympics and uh we need to start figuring out rules and stuff and now you look at ufc they've had many many years to figure out the rules and flesh it out over the years so now it's like this very well-defined sport there and 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 as that sport grew, like the fandom grew too. So mm -hmm. I feel like if we all study a little bit, like how UFC rose to power, um, and and there's probably other stuff too, like X Games too. Actually, um, 
if you if we all study those and how they came up with the scene, I think maybe that'll help like give clarity to how we should probably Ooh, do this. What too. works and what doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I think at the Olympics is gonna be huge. Just pivot for us as far as pushing us up to that level yeah yeah i mean people are hating on it but i, I like it i like it i think it's gonna be good i, th I think it's tight it's a good opportunity for sure i and forgot who it was who was saying that the youth olympics was the most watched sport out of all the sports the oh the breaking year, youth of, olympics yeah out of all the sports adult that, and youth it's i mean dude it's breaking is crowd. it's breaking is fun to watch i yeah. think it's just people need to like see it and it's like and, and yeah once they see it and understand like the battle and see the judging and understand how it works like they're gonna go this is like like and they're quick it's like five minutes you know yeah yeah i mean a battle is three minutes long maybe how how often do people who don't know about breaking like come up to you and say like oh you do that pop locking or whatever like they oh just don't God, know anything yeah like they don't, don't know anything about it and so it's like that's like i guess going up to um i don't know yeah, like a, a mixed martial arts fighter and saying like, oh, you do that like sword fighting or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it's just like clear that they don't, they've never been exposed to like anything even remarkably, clo remotely close to what it needs, it, it looks like. So uh, I don't know. I feel like once we can get some people into it and involved a little bit and see it. And, and, we're, uh, and they're all going to get paid, you know? Yeah. If you're in the Olympics, you're going to get paid. Yeah. Win or lose, you're going to get paid for sure. And yeah. you're gonna have a sponsor. You're you're gonna have TV eyes on you. There's gonna be some company out there that wants to put their logo on your shirt. Yeah. So everyone's gonna get paid. I hope I hope it's done right because if it's done right, it could be a really big. I'm sure, uh, it will be. I mean, whoever gets gold, it'd be so sick to see a b boy on a Wheaties box at Safeway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be sick. That that would be dope. Hopefully they're looking good, but not busted. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll sure to be some. Asian or Russian kid on, on there doing yeah. a freeze, you know? Probably Japan is going to win this year. Or no, actually, maybe like Russia or Ukraine. I mean, we got four years. Yeah, I guess that's As true. far as the American B-Boys, yeah. I can see Zeku, Vicious Victor, and they're killing it. Yeah, and I remember someone was asking me if I was going to do it. And I'm like, hell no. You know how old I'll be? Like, <laughs> I have a hell of people. Like, like 37. I, I had so many friends tag me. I'm like, I'm going to go, to be honest. I'm gonna, I, it's, it's in Paris, bro. I'd I, love to go and be there, but... I mean, yeah, I don't know and what would happen in the I mean, they're not going to do a top years. 16. Yeah, You're no. going to have to win a qualifier. It would be like any of the other Olympics, I would think, is like they have like a pre-Olympics thing to, like trials to make it to it. To me, I mean, BC1 has the best platform for it. Everyone gets paid. Even if you lose at BC1, you still get paid. Mm -hmm. Like 1500 mm -hmm. I mean, and, it, and that's because they are making money from what they're producing. They're producing mm -hmm. a show, a well-produced show that people are watching they're marketing their product they're getting something out of it yeah, you know what saying. i mean so there's there's actually a, that's one like you're gonna have like multiple sponsors yeah. now i mean and that's how they do all the other the extreme events like the skateboarding and everything uh uh bike jumping and stuff like it's it's a sponsored event from red bull and they use their marketing budget to do it and they have huge marketing budgets and so all the other companies that have these huge marketing budgets they need to see that Breaking is something that actually draws a huge crowd and they want to get their product into there. You know, I think some companies have been seeing it. I I, I definitely think Red Bull is just kind of like... Oh, I'm sure they're sitting back waiting for the, the call, you know, yeah, like the they're, main monster. Like they're just, I think I feel like they're probably like, hey, we're, we're in this market and like I ain't going to tell nobody about this because uh, we're like... Making hell killing money. it here yeah. we're killing it here and nobody else you know we we got like this monopoly on this yeah when you make a million dollars at that one event throughout yeah. the year and you only have to pay the price what ten thousand dollars yeah it's nothing it's nothing yeah i mean and even 
honestly, even if the event didn't pull in money, it's the eyes. They want to get the eyes on it. Well, you're going to get views from YouTube. And exactly. All the other stuff. Exactly. I mean, you have a monopoly. On, how many people break in the world? Like millions, right? Yeah. So you got all those eyes on you and you have a monopoly on it. Basically, Red Bull is the breaking company. So all those eyes, all those millions of eyes are on Red Bull. That's what that's like, my monster. I mean, that, that equals money. You know what I mean? So that's how they can do that. That's how they can um, justify it. So I think easily some other companies can come in and be like, hey, you want to get a piece of this action? Too. Sunny D or something. Sunny D. Sunny D. You don't need to do breaking. You can just come to this podcast. Sunny B boy. Sunny B boy. <laughs> that's dope. Um, yeah. Well, hey, this has been a good uh, discussion, man. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, you want my address or? <laughs> yeah, no. What's your address? What uh, social security number two? Um, uh, bank information. Facebook man, Anthony Lemus. Uh, Instagram ant underscore toe underscore knee nine one six. Anthony. Easy peasy. Dope man. Well, thanks for coming on, man. I think thanks this was great. Me. Grandpa's um, house is real nice. Yeah, and thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Sorry, this show sucks.